and a major barrier was the stigma or double stigma, if you may, that societally um, anyone in that population is considered as inferior and then there's the stigma of mental health that if you have a mental illness something must be wrong with you so then the double stigma in that population as well as mistrust and just general lack of information welcome back to fit as a fiddle i'm your host dr sneha ghazi i am a physical therapist and owner of sneha physical therapy located in new york city I'm also the founder and executive director of Physical Therapy International Service Foundation, a 501c3 nonprofit that brings free PT resources, treatment, and education to underserved communities all over the world. I am obsessed with the fact that if you feel better inside and out, you live a better life. Each episode on Fit as a Fiddle brings you phenomenal guests in the health and wellness space who share inspiring tips and tangible advice. This podcast is for a community of people who want to keep their mind, body, and spirit healthy and thriving. Thanks for tuning in. Please subscribe, review, and enjoy today's show. Welcome everyone to today's episode. Today we have Nicola Pierre-Smith. She is a licensed professional counselor in the state of Pennsylvania, and she's been practicing for eight years. Today we're going to talk about racial trauma for melanated women. Nicola is going to break down for us what that means, explain what we can do as a society to move forward, and how we can overcome this together. Thank you so much, Nicola, for coming on today. Thank you for having me. Um, so racial trauma and melanated woman, a good place to start is breaking down the two separate concepts, melanated woman and then racial trauma, and giving a definition, if you may. For each, so racial trauma, though very similar to PTSD or post-traumatic stress syndrome, is also very different in that racial trauma is related to any dangerous or life-threatening event that is experienced or perceived and involves um, racial oppression or discrimination, whereas PTSD it does not involve the component of racism, oppression, or discrimination. So that in a nutshell is a racial trauma's definition that involves um, race-based stress. Melanated women, on the other hand, were using that category or classification, if you may, to encompass anyone that identifies as a female and then has melanin, which is the pigment that gives you the color of your skin, eye color, it's found in, brain, in your brain and in your inner ear. So looking at how racial trauma affects this specific population. Amazing. Thank you. So tell us a little bit about yourself. What motivated you to be in this particular space and this particular line of work? And how did you get here? So I've been in the U.S. now um, 10 years, almost exactly to the day. Initially came here for grad school and actually my thesis, my master's thesis was on the differences in psychological help seeking culturally. So comparing the Jamaican culture and the American culture and their differences in psychological help seeking and I was very surprised that the results showed that there was no difference and it blew my mind 
because being Jamaican, I know exactly what the issue is there. And when I went further into the data, what I found out is that it's not necessarily culture, it was racial composition, and that anyone who identified as black, um, Latina, Latinx, um, indigenous, like people of color, that population is who sought out help seeking less than anyone who identified as non-Hispanic white. So that got me looking at, well, what's happening in this population and that they're not seeking psychological help and then recognizing the barriers that, that were in place. And a major barrier was the stigma or double stigma, if you may, that societally um, anyone in that population is considered as inferior and then there's the stigma of mental health that if you have a mental illness something must be wrong with you so then the double stigma in that population as well as mistrust and just general lack of information that exists so those were some of the factors that slowly over time led me to this field i've only been speaking on social media about those topics for a year and when i started i was at um you think it was like um, an author's cafe just for independent authors presenting their novels and someone had spoke up about her experience with postpartum depression and had no awareness that black women experience postpartum depression and it got me thinking well how many other issues are there that an entire group of people have an assumption that's incorrect that it's not related to them Wow. Yes, that's very powerful. So from actually an Indian cultural perspective, I can tell you that there is um, somewhat of a stigma for seeking mental health help as well. Um, But it's really great that you're highlighting mental health for this specific population. So um, thank you for defining racial trauma and for defining melanated women so we have context. And now could you describe some specific situations that melanated women, particularly in this day and age, face um, and put this all together for us and how we can really help. Yeah, so um, in order to put it together, we would have to look at what are some of the um, specific issues that melanated women are facing. And I know maybe especially for your podcast audience in terms of um, maternal debt rates in that population and how a lot of the research is showing that once you control for education, um, a certain socioeconomic status, access, racism is the issue that's leading to a higher maternal death rate for melanated women in comparison to non-Hispanic white women. So statistically, I guess we could look at it there. So there is, I'll use the CDC and then the WHO definition of what maternal death means. The WHO is looking at it in terms of death while pregnant or 42 days post giving birth. Whereas the CDC, it's death during pregnancy or a year, I believe. And it's the statistics shows that melanated women, specifically black women, they have four times the maternal death rate. And 
that's even when it's controlling for all these variables that people may say, well, it's because they don't have access or they don't have the money to access services that are in their community or they don't have the education to pursue certain health care. When those factors are controlled, it's showing that it's actually directly related to race. Great. And now, how about outside of maternal mental health? How does racial trauma affect melanated women in spaces there? There's also um, a lot of research out there that says that race-based stress or racial trauma is affecting melanated women's self-esteem and also um, mental health issues, so anxiety and depression, sleep issues, and then... um, in terms of their own racial socialization, there's an entire um, theory called racial socialization in that because of race-based stress, women in particularly are being socialized in a certain way to either police themselves or make modifications to cope in the world as it is. Yeah, and so that's sort of like certain people perceive you in a certain way and then somehow it sort of can become like a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? Um, So for you, all the work that you're doing really is coming from a deep empathetic place for your patients. Um, You get this and you are really able to cater to your patients in a very unique way because of that. So now what can people do who are not melanated or not women of color Um, and people who are outside of, like you said, the Black or Latinx population. um, How do people become more aware and help in ways that are not insensitive or performative or anything like that? People who aren't having the experience, one of the main things that they need to do is actually listen to the needs that are being expressed, something that I have realized, and it's usually a classic indication of performative allyship, is providing something that was not asked for, which then goes counter if someone is saying, hey, here is my need, whether it's I need a listening ear, I need um, some acknowledgement of what I'm going through, If someone then provides something else, they're invalidating the person and the experience. So that would be one of the very first things, listening to what someone is saying that they need. And then the other thing is um, just normalizing the full spectrum of emotions that anyone experiences. A narrative that exists is the strong woman syndrome in that melanated women they don't show any emotion beyond anger or irritability or frustration and it's the disbelief that they don't feel pain or that they don't feel discomfort they don't feel vulnerability and it's that two-edged sword because the person who may not necessarily be exuding or displaying that they're doing that to self-protect yeah those are really really great points Um, I thought it was important to ask you because, I mean, many people are being very helpful and they're trying to help in many different ways, but maybe they just don't know how to do it in the right way. Um, So it's great that you gave us some insight there. And now what if you are a melanated woman, um, either for yourself or for a loved one, how do you address racial trauma? I know that's a loaded question, Um, but what is something that we can start doing to move forward? 
So something someone can do is first recognize some of the signs that this is happening. If they're recognizing like increased irritability, increased restlessness, um, hopelessness and despair, sleep difficulties, appetite changes, those are all signs of um, compromised mental health. If they're recognizing hypervigilance, um, preoccupation with what's happening in the world you want to have some awareness to be an activist as well as to be informed and also enough to know when to step back to unplug and care for yourself as you're recognizing these signs so that's something that's tremendously important something else is just finding a supportive community of people who are able um, no one is an island so finding your own village of support, people who you can actually like show some of those vulnerable emotions with and get the care that you need. Yeah, that's so great. Um, really great advice. So now, what if you don't have a village? What if there is no family or people around you who can listen and support you in that way? How can people go ahead and start getting help immediately in those kinds of situations where they may not have a family member. Yeah, um, if you're thinking in terms of professional services that could potentially be free, and for the LGBTQI group, TrevorSpace.org is a great organization that offers a lot of resources. And then um, depending on where someone is in terms of crisis, there's always a crisis text line that's 741-741, reaching out to that. If it's absolutely you're in this space and feeling cornered with no place to go, it's a simple hello being text to this platform and immediately getting some kind of services. Yeah, it's wonderful that we really have access to all of these resources in this day and age the way that we do right now, actually. Um, you know, some people might not even know that they may be experiencing racial trauma. Um, it's really great to have this knowledge. And for you um, in this field, especially uh, through the work that you're doing, um, it's so great that you're shedding light onto this topic, especially right now. Um, and even if you aren't going through this, if a family or a family member or friend or coworker is, um, you know, you have some knowledge today to recognize and help um you know racial trauma for melanated women it's a really deep topic i'm sure honestly nicola we could talk about this for hours and we could still barely scratch the surface but um, i'd love to hear from you on your closing remarks on this um, do you have any other words of wisdom resources or anything else you'd like to share or say today yeah. So if someone wants to delve into the topic of racial trauma, I think um, Dr. Joy DeGry, I think it's D-E-G-R-U-Y, she has a lot of information online on what's called post-traumatic slave syndrome. There's even some TED Talks and um, YouTube videos on that, which is a great starting point to start making those connections between how trauma can essentially affect your life expect expectancy. Um, the other thing that I'd like to leave with is Audrey Lord's quote, your silence will not protect you, and that if you're staying silent, not only are you betraying yourself, but you're contributing to this ongoing stress that is directly impacting your life. So if not for anyone else, starting to speak up 
for yourself about these symptoms that you're having to start seeking care. This is so great, Nicola. Thank you. I love the work that you're putting out. Um, I love your social media and I love seeing your passion through those messages that you're posting. Um, I know you have a whole community that's really benefiting from what you're educating and bringing awareness to. Um, and, and so much of it really is awareness. If we're more aware of these kinds of situations, that's how we can even take a step forward. Right? And I believe so deeply that learning about these topics are just so powerful in order for us to all grow. Um, you know, one person's trauma should matter to another person. And I think information like this really gets us one step forward into the right direction. And to be quite frank, I never thought about racial trauma a few months ago. This has been so informative for me. And I hope that the audience also has learned something new. And I encourage anybody who's listening please check out nicola's social media um, and please follow her work it's really informative and i think everybody can benefit um, so thank you nicola can you give us your your social media handle your so, uh, your website and anything else you'd like to share so hand on website it's all the same it's instagram melanated women's health and the website is www.melanatedwomenshealth.com if you want to reach me by email, it's the same, melanatedwomenshealth.gmail.com. Awesome. Thank you so much, Nicola. Thank you for coming on the show today. Thank you for having me. A big thank you to everyone who listened to today's episode. Thank you for investing in yourself and your well-being. The goal here is to educate and be educated. If you learned something new today, please subscribe rate and review. It means the world. I will see you again next week with an exciting new guest and topic to share with all of you.